Hello everyone, and welcome back to Abs, Anything But Sports. Today we have a very special guest, Caleb. Thanks for being here. It's great to be here. So Caleb, I know literally nothing about you. So why don't you just introduce yourself to So us? my name is Caleb LeBourgeois. Um, I'm a fine art photographer in Atlanta. Um, Primarily specialize in analog processes with cameras, you know, as old as you know, 1940, 1980. So depends on depends on what I'm feeling. But yeah, kind of specialize in using old cameras and making my art the way a traditional photographer would. What got you into film photography? Yeah, so I found so I found out my mom's old 35 millimeter camera, and I, was, I thought this was the coolest thing ever, and. She was kind of like, okay, cool. And then I took, a, took that on a few trips and hung out with some friends. And it was just like this cheap little zoom lens. Um, like, it, but I mean, it works and everything. And this was only, you know, you know, four years ago. And film was pretty cheap then still. Mm-hmm. And so I took that on a few trips and loved that process. I don't know if it was the, the quality or just the process of that. I started, I really wanted a fully mechanical, like analog camera, like, bare bones, like, so, like, all metal, so, end up getting one from, um, a family friend who just had it in his garage, and had a few lenses with that, sent that to a place to get it fixed up, charged a credit card on that, and then, uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, and I used that camera for a while, and I just fell in love with the process of just full manual focus, manual control, um, and I still shoot digital, I mean, I, and I, I do that for work and everything, but... I just really appreciated the kind of like just the tactile feel of these older cameras. And this was one from, I think, 1976. And um, the fact that it was still working and, um, you know, I was able to still make images from it in an organic way, you know, not loading an SD card. I'm loading an actual organic piece of material and capturing image from light onto it. And I thought that was just a cool process. Yeah, Yeah. so talk about that. I know basically nothing about film okay so, yeah so what are the differences between film and digital what so, are the differences and similarities okay so start off similarities they're both images mm-hmm. you know you can create images people you know share a digital scan of a negative so like i scan i scan film negatives with a you know a mirrorless camera and a macro lens and a light table for me it's i like the aspect of film and being able to choose different stocks to accentuate colors and uh, tonality, um, especially with black and white. You can get a little, you can get kind of creative with that. But for me, it's more about getting to use these old cameras. Like I use one that has like the back of it rotates like a switch between portrait and horizontal. And I just love being able to just instantly flip that and just go back and forth. It's, it's more about just the tactile features. So like on this one camera, it's, um, it's a six by seven camera. So the negative is probably is, you know, roughly six by seven centimeters. Everything is flipped horizontally. So I have to like think, okay, so that is there, that, that is over there, that's over there. Okay. And get my, get everything leveled. And then to, you know, take the photo, you know, you have the shutter or if you, especially if I'm on a tripod, I'll have, I'll press this, the shutter button flips the mirror up. Then I have a cable release that fires a shutter in the lens. And then I, advance it and then I advance the mirror down and then I have to advance the film press a lever and then advance that so you have to remember like five six steps just to like <laughs> right. so sometimes I'll be photographing and it's like wait did I advance the back okay um I don't know but I'm just gonna advance it anyways and sometimes I'll like you know I'll develop the film and I'm like okay I definitely uh, didn't need to do that there but 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 I mean it's fine though it's you get like 10 you get about 10 shots per roll so it's a fun process so the similarities 
Both take pictures, differences, you get to use inorganic material that I get to essentially swap different color palettes, essentially. Um, so I have a question. So tell me a little bit about your parents okay. and what they do. And I'm curious how they reacted to you saying, I want to do media. Because I've heard <laughs> a lot of different stories from a lot of different yeah. people. Some parents are supportive, some are not. For sure. So in high school and all through high school, I was planning on actually going into engineering. By the time, I think it was, I had done all my college tours and everything, and spring semester, senior year, so I'm about to graduate high school, mm-hmm. like, mom, I don't want to go to college. And they're looking at me like, okay, so let's talk about this right now. <laughs> so it led to several talks about, you know, gap year options, so I looked into some of that for a while and ended up just deciding I'm going to go to a small school in North Georgia for a year and just, you know, have an undeclared major and just kind of figure it out. I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but then it was like, okay, I don't see a future of me being, you know, this small school. I'd have to commute to a different campus or something. So I ended up um, talking to my parents about, you know, wanting to do film and media. I think they were hesitant, but they had done, but then like my mom and dad had both done their individual research about different areas in media, whether it's, you know, working, uh, you know, on movie sets and being in that side of the industry or being a fine artist. You know, they you know, saw the pros and cons to both of those. And so we're like, okay, let's tour the best, you know, three film schools in Georgia. Between the three, Georgia State just fit right. And I just, it's not really much of a campus. It's kind of just scattered throughout downtown. And I kind of liked that, honestly. It was a bit different Mm -hmm. than most of our friends who went to, you know, UGA or some other, you know, larger SEC school. And I just was like, okay, this is, this is cool. To get back to your main question though, um, my, my parents were not supportive at first, Um, but did, they did some more research and they definitely, um, supported me in the end. And some of my dad says all the time is, um, because like, it's hard to be like an artist and like promote your work on social media and like get, you know, no feedback really besides like the only feedback you really get like in college is like critiques and it's everything from that seems to be positive for the most part. It's always, they find some way to be positive for the critique. It's like, oh, well that can, that can fit here. It's just (laughs) like, it's just like, uh, I don't know about that. Um, but you know, a forever, you know, but, uh, they weren't, and my, my dad always says, you know, just make good art, just keep making good art and you'll, you'll find, you know, a thousand people will eventually like your work and that's all you really need. And yeah, I, I'm definitely f- feel fortunate that they were supportive, but I mean, at first they were kind of like, Hmm. Mm-hmm. So what aspects of like, I was like, I, I want to be like, I want to be a photographer full time. And they're like, you want to be a full time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, Yeah. Also, I don't know if I want to go to school. They're like, okay, yeah. let's 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 dial this back a little bit, and and then as my parents, you know, learned, okay, there there's some different aspects in you know, you know, photo and video and that kind of you know world. They thought I was just going to do like freelance full time, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, so you have to you, you know you got to put a plan together, you know, that kind of thing if that's what you want to do, and that's what I that's what I plan on doing, and that's what I did all throughout, you know. High school and college is just freelance, and then a couple but, a couple stable anymore. jobs here and there, but nothing that really lasted, you know, a while. But not anymore. Not anymore. Now you have a full time. Now, now I have a full time job. So yeah. tell us about that. So and tell yeah. us about your coworkers. Oh yes, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I work. At, so currently, I work at Aperture Rent. We rent cameras, lenses, um, anything you really need um, in relation to media. Yeah, I work with Sawyer. I'm on. So I'm on customer service team. And so I'm on the front desk, help people get the gear they need and, you know, make sure their order is actually what they need or they do they actually need something else. Mm-hmm. And so being involved with in media um, for, you know, probably like probably almost seven or eight years now, 
and then the knowledge I've gained from that helps, you know, inform people, you know, their decisions with gear recommendations and stuff like that. And then you work on inventory and packing, and we work together in that aspect and, you know, making sure, you know, people have the right gear they need, depending on notes and everything. I got to say, I'm actually decently envious of your job because (laughs) you do get to talk to so many people. And I I love talking to Mm -hmm. people like that. So when you first started, was there any like nervousness or stress or anxiety surrounding like being the front desk guy? Oh, yeah, it it definitely was at first. And like the first like probably the first like few weeks, maybe a couple months, it was like, you know, just trying to keep up and not have these full five five minute conversations with customers. You got to actually kind of. Sometimes, you know, there's a line, you got to keep it moving. But no, I really do enjoy it. And, you know, I get to talk with, you know, coworkers about, you know, just random things here and there and like what we're doing as artists. Because like, because that's the cool thing I like about about the company too, is like, everybody who works there, they all, we all have our own businesses, like outside of there, whether it's photo or video, we all are, you know, artists to, you know, one way or the other. I think I'm an artist. <laughs> do you think I'm an artist? I think you are, yeah. Do you think you are an artist? No. <laughs> I honestly no, I I'm not kidding. I really do not think I create any like substantial art. I think I edit this podcast and that's it. Like I cannot say, I cannot pinpoint something that I say I created this. Other than, than this podcast. Now, I, I get what you're saying. Like, you feel mm. like you don't have... And we've talked about this. Like, you don't have any physical thing that you can say, look, this is what I have produced. Yeah. You know, like... Because yeah. it's so... I don't know. What you do is, is so... Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes and, like, intangible. Yeah, exactly. But I would 100% consider you, you an artist. Wow. You're like a, you. You're like a composer. <laughs> you know, you like pull all these producers pieces. are definitely artists. I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, you pull all these pieces together that, like, to me, it would be so intimidating to like, I don't know, the, the scheduling and everything is so like fine tuned, and the the mannequin over there, you made oh, that, yeah. you put that tree and bow on those mannequin legs. That's true. The viewers can't. <laughs> well, the listeners have no idea what we're talking about. Why don't you describe it to them? Um. Okay. <laughs> So, so funny story. Um, for Christmas, typically, I will purchase very random things for my family. Um, I don't really get. I do get some gifts. I will. I will typically give my family like apple butter or other Amish goods, mm-hmm. um, as well as these like random gifts. Uh, so one year, <laughs> so one year I got my aunt. A, uh, like, I went to the vendor's mall or, like, you know, someplace like that, Mm -hmm. and I got these mannequin legs. Like, no, obviously you can see them, Mm -hmm. but no one else that's listening can see them. It's just the lower half of a mannequin. Yeah, it's just the lower half of a mannequin. Skin tone. Yeah, and it's also a guy. Yeah. So everything that you would expect would be there is, is there. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, it is not anatomically correct, but there is a, there is a decent bulge. bulge. Yeah. So, anyway, I I will bring this, you know, I live in Georgia now, so I brought it down here with me because I think it's an interesting uh, conversation piece. <laughs> um, and I've decorated it for Christmas. So I put a large red bow right over the crotch, and then I also have a Charlie Brown Christmas tree on top of it uh, with one ornament. So It's perfect. 
I suppose that's art. That's definitely. No, it's art. art. I, I have seen some really bad art in the uh, Chicago, like art museum. I forgot exactly what it's called. I was in like the contemporary works section, and there was literally just a plank of wood that was painted red, and it was positioned on a wall, and that was it. And what was it? What was the title of the, of the work? I don't even know. See, I want to know what the title was because now I'm like, what does the red board mean? Yeah, like, what does it represent? If it was like redwood or something, that's funny. <laughs> that is pretty yeah, funny. but how much do they buy it for? Like, it's like ten five, million. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember there was like, and you know, quote artist because I don't really think that's this is really art, but um, it was an invisible. An invisible painting mm-hmm. for like eighteen eighteen thousand dollars. That's crazy. And I'm like, Emperor's New Clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what am I? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what is a project in the next six months that you're looking forward to? Well, it's one that I've been working on for a while. Working title is Monadnox, which is a geological structure. Um, basically, it's like a flat, a giant rock. So. Stone Mountain is like a really prime example of that, mm-hmm. but you have other. There's other ones in Georgia and ones throughout the U.S. Devil's Tower, for example, in um, Wyoming, is one of the most notable ones. It's basically, just a bare rock structure. But the one that I'm focusing on is Arabia Mountain, and that's southeast of Atlanta. It's a very unique ecosystem. There's all these temporary like wetlands when it rains, and these. Um, pools fill up with water on the surface, and it feels like another planet. And after some more research through um, some historical archives and geological survey and stuff. I found that there's not a lot of inf- there's not a lot of info and not a lot of documentation of this area. I found a couple things here and there. I was like, okay, there's some cool things. And there's like you know classic. You can just you know search Arabian Mountain on Google. You'll find your classic images. But I want to take this from more of a fine art perspective, black and white film, um, and take you know the kind of um, methodology that I use for composing images to apply it to this. Pretty much every weekend for the past you know four months, I've been going out to Arabian Mountain documenting and kind of trying to get a feel of what this project is going to be. Um, right now I've set it to a three-year project, um, primarily black and white, and I want it to be two books and a gallery. And the, the first book would be either like a first edition of the, of both books, or it would be two kind of separate works, and the second second work would have some of the images from the first book, but mostly new images. One aspect of the project I want to show off the the geological structure itself, the the Modenok, or another title is Eiselberg. And it's it's such a unique structure and there's not not a ton throughout the world. I mean the mo- the most actually are the documented are in the US. Um and it's so it's a very unique, lush landscape. Um and you wouldn't expect you know something you wouldn't expect when you look at pictures of Georgia or anywhere in the South. You're like, oh this is this looks like I'm on the moon right now. But there's trees and what? What is all this? There's like these weird red plants that grow everywhere. What is this? this is crazy. Um, so I think that's an aspect to it. But also the the area in Georgia, it's the Piedmont region in Georgia, and that area has always been a mining region, um, going back about ten thousand years. There's you know some evidence you can find of old soapstone there and people trying to like you know carve bowls off of rocks and then they'll hollow those out and then that's your rock bowl. And you can find evidence of that in areas. Still have yet to find ones that haven't been documented I'm trying to find I need that's like next up is trying to find ones that nobody's found yet only people who really have access to coordinates with these are 
archaeologists and I don't know any archaeologists. So <laughs> so it's kind of turned into like a historical slash archaeological kind of project. So there's some, so there's some, some cool historical parts of that area um, that I'm wanna, I want to showcase as well, but don't quite fit the landscape type project so i don't know how that is going to sequence so it's the early stages of the project but i'm still kind of figuring out what that what that looks like but i definitely want to showcase some of the remnants of what was so what would you say is your definition of success honestly i think success is so i think i think success varies like people who been artists for you know 30 40 years sometimes they'll say oh i don't know if i've even you know, made it to an extent. And I think it's, it's always like small doses, like throughout time, like throughout, as you progress as an artist. So like I had, you know, some success here, some success there, but I don't think there's ever a point as an artist where you, at least for me, that you reach, okay, success. And I'm done, <laughs> done. because then you're, because then, because then you're not progressing as an artist anymore. If you hit six, you know, quote success and that's that you're never really going to progress any further than that. Then So I think it's always, strive to you know be better in some aspect and whether that means trying a different you know methodology um so like right now i'm trying to learn studio portraits i don't really do that kind of work but i'm trying to do that just because i'm trying to push my creativity in some other way it's cold outside and so yeah i don't really think like there's a point in time when someone can hit success so according to your definition you will never be successful (laughs) well (laughs) If you take it from that mindset, I think, hmm, that's a good point. I think potentially you've split success into personal success and professional success. Mm. And what you've just talked about has all been relative to professional success. Gotcha. So how do you define success personally? Some examples we've heard is like, I want to start a family. I want to be a good father. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I don't know, honestly. And percentage-wise, how big of a part of your life is your career? Like 75% probably. Yeah, that's how it feels a lot of times. Do you think that your profession has become so closely tied to your person that that's why it's hard to split the two right now? Yes. Yeah, I think that's 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 very much the case. And yeah, it definitely is a problem sometimes, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, relationships with people and stuff like that it's you know can become it's become kind of an uphill battle sometimes and be able to you know okay i'm not entirely that you know i'm not just a photographer i I like to talk you know just like talk with people and just like learn more about who they are and honestly and i think that so honestly i'm still trying to figure that out so yeah that's something that we've talked about a lot Mm -hmm. it has been incredibly difficult for me like i am incredibly passionate Mm -hmm. about my work and what i do Mm -hmm. And so I get personal fulfillment from my work, mm-hmm. and it makes it really easy to just let that be all, yeah. you know? And, like, when I got into a relationship, and, and especially when I got married, mm-hmm. you know, that became a big problem. Really <laughs> yeah. And so I am still actively learning what it means to be you know comfortable and confident and still feel like a professional while saying no to things that I want to do Mm -hmm. and to feel like I am still moving forward and working towards a goal even when I'm not working every single moment of my waking life 
and it, that is really hard for me to do. Oh yeah, and that's part of like that is part of the reason why like I don't want to do freelance stuff like that because like I want to have time to do you know other things and to like take breaks and be able to go home visit my family and um, like it's one thing I talked with my brother about recently. Like we we're talking like we we're like we didn't like talk like the first year he was in school that much you know granted he was studying in spain but that's mm-hmm. that's not that's not <laughs> that's not the, the the big thing and it was you know it's like man i've become so like you know encapsulated with you know my photography and that that and that is who i am and it's no i'm you know i'm a brother i'm you know a friend and i'm, I'm more than just that so uh if you had to pick one word to sum up our entire conversation here today what would it be Oh, the only words coming to mind right now is captivating. Why? Captivating, just like just talk about this, but also like learning more about, I guess, learning more about myself and just how close, close um, as an artist, like when you have an artist, how that art can also become part of your personality at points, and it's not necessarily the healthiest. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, I man. really enjoyed talking to you and learning more about your projects and yeah, man. Thanks for life. having me on the show. Yeah. All right. Well. Everyone, we'll see you again next week. See ya. Goodbye.